Taco Bell is 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 uh, preparing. They're testing out in select markets an entry into this uh, field, and it's basically like a fried chicken puffy taco. Nah, nah, exactly, exactly. Nah, nah. Remember, they, remember they did the uh, the chicken uh, shell where they took yeah. the fried chicken breast and roll it, and I loved the hell out of that because I was like. It's fried chicken, and you just fill all the stuff you would normally put in it on the inside. And it, I thought it tasted all right. But, like, Taco Bell, I know you're part of the KFC family. Stay mm-hmm. in lane, man. Just stay yeah. in lane. <laughs> don't worry about it. Like, don't don't be trying to get greedy. Don't be like the <laughs> owner of Kotaku Hut and being like, hmm... If we could have fried chicken sandwiches in two out of the three of our fast food restaurants, we will win this war for sure. Well, <laughs> profit is the next step. Yeah. So, what do you see? Well, you know we're Taco Bell. Yes, I do. All right, so what I want to see is a chicken tender. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And a tortilla. <laughs> uh, can I talk to you over here for a second? Sure. You're fired! Okay! <laughs> but why? Pop Saga, you know we keep it groovy. Uh-huh. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip-hop. From the roots, Ty live. Shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no liver. Ain't no doubt we gotcha. This is Pop Saga. Let's go! Oh yeah, you heard right. Heard this right. is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop sock. In a world where two of the most popular monsters in movie history are subjected to mediocrity by being forced to battle each other in a movie written and directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Aliens vs. Predator, the 2004 movie that is loosely, and I mean loosely, based on the Dark Horse comic of the same name. Can our pop saga host decode the Egyptian, Aztec, Cambodian pyramid of this movie? We hope so, but we make no promises. <laughs> I, I am John, mechanical engineer, architect extraordinaire, and I am joined by the CEO of this venture, Forrest Wayland, Charles Bishop's Wayland's disgraced second cousin. No matter who wins, we lose at least two hours of our day today talking about this movie. <laughs> Accurate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although uh, I think I'm going to have a opinion that upsets everybody. <laughs> well, you've been known to be like a hot button, like hot take, uh, you know, person. So I, I'm not surprised. There's going to be something here that you like that no one does. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm afraid of it. And... Uh, We'll see if this is the one that uh, breaks up the band. I doubt it. But maybe. (laughs) Yeah, no. I mean, there's no way this movie is going to be important enough to uh, have any impact on anything. And I think that is sort of reflected in its legacy, which is almost non-existent. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised because... I've I watched this movie about a year and a half ago because I was kind of on a predator kick, 
So I wanted to watch all the different like for the first time. Uh, no, no, not for the first time. I saw that I went to the theaters for this. I had to, right? Yeah, me too. Even even though the trailer did not excite me, and I was just like, oh man, I think this is gonna be real bad. And then, uh, whoo, yeah, yeah, I'm glad I walked (laughs) out of there with the correct assumptions. I, I was just like. What was this? What did I sit through? And then my brain washed it from my memory. So every time I watch it, it's like watching it for the first time. And again, when I watched it for this, it was like watching it for the first time. Like, I remember very bits and pieces, but not like the overarching plot. If you want to call it that. Um, (laughs) You know, so... Yeah. And I think we watched the ostensibly better version of this movie. Because we watched the extended cut, which adds about eight minutes of content in it, but it also actually edits a couple of the scenes uh, in, I wouldn't say super important ways, because that sort of, that uh, suggests that there is importance in this movie, <laughs> which I, mean, I think is, is would be giving it far too much credit, but... Uh, it is like there are scenes that I definitely were like, oh well, that's new, that's different than the uh, the other version. Plus, I accidentally watched like 15 minutes from the theatrical version before I realized what I was doing because we, I think we both watched it on HBO Max, and navigating that interface, at least on the Xbox, kind of sucks. Yeah, not the best, but yeah, I, I saw that HBO Max was showing this one and. Uh... Between the theatrical versus the extended, I figured watch the extended because I could not tell you the difference. Like I would not be able to tell you where that eight minutes went. Yeah, well, I'll I'll try to point out the the few areas in which it's uh it, which it is different. Um, Perfect. One thing that they did add in the extended version was they added a lot of digital blood. I won't call it gore because there's not really any gore in this movie, but. They made it substantially more bloody because this is, as many of, I mean, as I know you know, and many people probably out there, well, maybe they'll know, maybe they have never, maybe they're lucky and have never seen this movie, but uh, this is the first alien or predator that is rated PG-13, so especially the theatrical version is is very bloodless for, uh, you know, the coming together of two horror franchises. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh that was always I thought the first mistake. I was like, how do you make a PG thirteen version of an aliens or predator movie that's going to have the same level of impact? Um, you know, as like aliens or alien or predator predator two, right? Like how do you mm-hmm. make how do you PG thirteenify this and make it feel like there are real stakes? And uh I learned while watching it. Uh, yesterday that it, it still doesn't work uh yeah <laughs> and even this the version we watch has like added blood it several of the scenes are made more tense by the the, the way that they've recut it and they leave stuff in did you and quote that like tense yeah no i mean there's no there's no real tension or like honest scares in this movie even the cat scares don't work and there is a ton of cat scares and one penguin scare, um, but That's part of the movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, there. So 
I, just to give you a little context on how I come to these franchises, like Alien or Aliens and Predator, the first one, it are two of my favorite movies of all time. I also love Predator 2. I've always loved Predator 2. Um, I'm not one of these late-to-the-party people who are just now coming around on Predator 2. There are ways that I like Predator 2 more than Predator. I think Predator is like almost a perfect movie, and I love watching it, but there are parts about Predator 2 that I just adore and from a world-building perspective. I love the way that they portray LA as just this like always hot as balls like just war zone <laughs> I think that's accurate yeah yeah as, as as a resident of uh LA now I can I can say it's just like that but and I love Danny Glover in that movie the whole cast is fantastic I love crazy Ga- Gary Busey as the uh the <laughs> FBI agent or or whatever government CIA agent he CIA, is yeah just like all that stuff is just fantastic, and I love the whole like urban jungle uh, theme of that of that movie. Um, and so these are like my expectations couldn't have been higher. And as a huge fan of Predator Two, I had been waiting for Alien versus Predator mm-hmm. since the, that movie because mm-hmm. when you see the trophy room on the Predator ship, there it is, the alien skull, which you can probably argue. Does an alien have a skull? It seems like it's an exoskeleton. I don't know if they do, but who cares? Hey, um, man, no, that was... You want to talk about Easter egg? If you were a fan and you were paying attention, you're like, holy shit, they're yeah. in the same universe! You know, Right. Like, and so yeah. you were waiting for them to match up since then, and that was like 94, right? And mm. so, from what I understand, because there was already a... the the uh, Dark Horse comic, the uh, Alien vs. Predator Dark Horse comic, was already out. So, from what I understand, like right after Predator 2 came out, Fox started working on Alien vs. Predator. So, it languished in developed he- hell, or sorry, development hell for what, 10 years? A decade? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Before this movie came out. So, my expectations for this film were sky high. I was also a huge fan of the comic and the novel adaptation. Or I should say, maybe it was the novel and the comic adaptation that came out. But I read the whole Alien vs. Predator novel on which this movie is, like you said in the intro, very loosely based. There are some thematic elements it lifts directly from the novel that uh, we'll get into. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, like there's, there's several key things that are the same. One, like, there's the fem- the protagonist is female. Yep. And that protagonist teams up with a predator who uh, gives her a mark at the end uh, to, to denote her sort of the respect from the predators to this woman. That All that's from the novel. And, and the title. Yes, of course. <laughs> and the title, even though the title of the novel is actually Alien vs. Predator prey so they didn't lift it directly but it's pretty close yeah close enough for government work yeah and then the whole concept of like the young quote-unquote unblooded which is what they refer to it in the novel as uh predator uh people or the predator hunters coming to 
fight aliens to sort of earn their stripes is another part of the novel that made it intact into the movie. So, like, the broad themes are clearly based on the the novel, but there's some key differences, right? The novel takes place in outer space or on an alien planet. It takes place in the future, and it has a bunch of all this, uh, a lot of more sci-fi stuff. It's closer to an alien movie, whereas this movie is much closer to a Predator movie. Yeah, I mean, this could have been Predator with some aliens in it. You know, mm-hmm. that could have been the title. It would it's be much very more, long yeah. and mouthy, but you're 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 correct. But even then, it's a shitty Predator movie. Like right. But where, I guess. We, go ahead. I was just gonna say where Predator One was very, you know, it took kind of like that one, almost like the alien approach to it, where you're on a ship and it's this thriller. We're in this jungle, but everything's very confined. You know, like. They're, they're moving through this zone, but they're being hunted. It's great. And then Predator 2 expands on that mythos and kind of gives you more of a purpose of why the Predators are there versus it just being there. So it gave you a little bit of back history. This one tries to do that, but... Like, it's all exposition on a pyramid. You know what I mean? Like, because at no point are we seeing the Predators going to be like... You know, and then like, and then that's when we decided to come to Earth and do all this shit. Barka, barka, barka. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just, so I guess we'll just rip the bandaid off. I think what the, the controversial thing I have to say, and now I'm not even sure if it is controversial, but I'd like to hear your take on it. But this movie is not good, although I did have fun watching it this time. It's not good. And, uh, but I think it is the third best of both franchises in terms of, uh, movies. Nah, nah, dog. Wait, as far as the AVP or just like between Predators and, um, I think it's the third best alien movie and the third best Predator movie. Now, really think about it. Because no, I, mean, I, I know people like Alien 3 a lot, but... Well, I don't count Alien... No, no. So, all right. Well, here's the hot take for you, for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Alien 3 because it it shat on, I feel anyway, everything that happened in Aliens. Yes, I and, agree. That's why I also don't like it. Yeah. Um, if it was its own movie that existed in its own universe... And had no connection to that, then I think it would actually be a pretty compelling movie. But because it is in the Aliens universe for me, I, it's not my favorite. I would rather watch, was it uh, Requiem, the fourth one? and that uh, Resurrection? Resurrection, yeah. And that one's definitely not on my favorite. You know. That one's not bad. That one's bad, but I would rather watch that than three. Right. Like, I give that more cretins than three and that's me that's just me so um then it's kind of hard with the other predator movies because do you say that the uh predators you know the one with adrian brody and all that Mm -hmm. um 
I guess it loosely lives in the. Uh, no, I think it does lift live in the um, the Arnold Glover kind of universe. Kind of. It, kind. I think the fact that it has like all these people being sort of kidnapped from their own thing and then taken to a hunting like a basically a hunting reserve where the the predators hunt them just makes no sense for me compared to like how they built the mythos in one and two is very clear it's like these predators come from somewhere else to earth to hunt humans during like the hottest times of the year that's really interesting i like and i'd love to like build on that if you if you take that concept and you said okay well then now they're capturing the the best or hunters or very you know people that are worth hunting hunting bringing them to a planet that they don't know and then hunting them it just is like that's sounds dumb that sounds like somebody who it sounds like what when you know when really wealthy people go to like a on a like a trophy hunt and Mm -hmm. before they go out on the trophy hunt their guides like tranquilize uh, a rhino or whatever and leave it in like a area they know they can find it and then the rich person just goes out there and is like i hunt i hunted a rhino it was real man versus beast out there and uh in real yeah, in really. reality it's just like this fake bullshit to make them feel better yeah the most chicken shit thing you can do is uh do something like that okay i mean i'm i'm going i'm i'm literally going through the movies now and yeah, I, I mean, this is not something think... I came into the this viewing thinking either. I just, as after I watched it, I was like, you know, I'd, I'd probably rather watch this again than any of those other movies. I Now, see, if I had to base it off of that, then this would not be the third best of either one of those. I would rather watch The Predators or even, uh, or Predators or The Predator versus this one just because those two are rated r and there's a lot more action in it for me just yeah like like everything in this movie just made me want to punch my monitor but i realized you know very early on that that does nothing to the movie (laughs) so (laughs) punching it wouldn't be this i do see your um i see your take I don't think it's as hot take um, as I originally uh, thought it was going to be because I, I, I see where you're coming from with that. Uh, I guess right because I I really hated the Predator. I I had really high hopes for that. I like other stuff that Shane Black has done, um, and I typically like his style of movie, but yeah, I really I- hated that movie. Yeah, and I don't know if it's like everyone was saying, which was a lot of studio interference. I don't know if that's the case. I think there's a a level of hubris there, uh, yeah, from from him that allowed him to think he was going to make that movie. Um, I always hate that take to like we need to bring it to suburbia or something. That seems like that's the natural evolution of uh, a third of any type of movie or like mm-hmm. whatever. It's like, well, let's let's. You know, let's bring it to like Middle America, USA. It's like Predator ain't gonna be going there. Get 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 the fuck out of there on that. So I hear you on that. I'm not saying it's a good either one of those movies are good, but I would prefer, I would rather watch Predators 
over the Predator and definitely over AVP, either AVP. Yeah. Um, just because, again, like, I mean, there's a fight scene in this movie that I forgot between an alien and a Predator that just looks like some silly-ass, like, f- fucking Mighty Morphin Power Ranger fight where they're just throwing each other through columns and stuff and i was just like this sucks like yeah <laughs> i don't like a single thing of this at all um here's so, what i'll but, say here's what i'll say that? about in this movie's defense sure it knows what it is and yeah. it never tries to be anything that it isn't it's not overly pretentious it is not like invested in itself it's just like it's it's a total B movie. It just sets you up with all this ridiculous shit, and then it's just like, here you go. Here's some... And it's got, like, it's just Paul W.S. Anderson just throwing everything he loves in into one movie. It's just like, it's got stuff from Predator. It's got stuff from Alien. There's tons of, like, shot for shot and, like, tonal references of stuff that, that happens in these movies. And then it's got Indiana Jones in there. <laughs> they just threw in, like the temple of doom in there too with traps and a pyramid and you know shifting rocks and all this stuff no but it's more like you know montana smith not in well no yeah it's not it's not reaching the quality of even crystal skull obviously but and then there's a like i don't know there's a lot of you know like yeah i i don't think it knows it's a b movie i don't know It, it it I, I don't think it's a he's aware at this point that he's making a B movie. That's like, the thing about Tal, Paul W S Anderson. I feel like unlike Zack Snyder, who will who is like a B movie a- auteur and is continually making B movies, but is convinced that he has this like beautiful sort of uh, important subtext that's always running through all his work. Which in reality is just doesn't exist, or at least that's not, I think so. Like Paul W. S. Anderson has always made movies that are just like, here's some crap. <laughs> it's like most of the time it's not great or almost unwatchable. But he seems like somebody who knows exactly what he's doing, and it's just like, like <laughs> I can just imagine him coming up with stuff, and it's always just in my head. All he's saying is like, that'd be cool. <laughs> like, there's like no. I mean, extra I layer guess, of consideration i get a ue bowl type of feeling where it's just like i know i think i don't want to say he believes he's making high art here but he's you know i say this often on the show he's very happy with himself and this movie is no different it's just yeah like, well you know, i mean all the he's still making Evil movies Hey, of course, he's made more movies than I ever have. So, And he's married to uh, Mila Jovovich. Which means so, there's no accounting for taste. Um, <laughs> so he, uh, I mean, you know. look, he's doing things right. I'm not knocking the man for that. But I'm going to say that I, I don't know if I agree with the fact that he realizes he's making a B-movie here. Just with... Because, I don't know, there's like... A, I don't want to say like a lot of self-flagellation in here, <laughs> whatever. Like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, he. It just is. It looks. It's like a very high-budget fan film. Here's something crazy about this movie, is that it was filmed in two and a half months. They the studio gave them a total of like six and a half months from top to tail to get this made. So, 
they shot in two and a half months and then post-production was uh another four months or something to that effect but that is an insanely small amount of time for a uh um for a tentpole movie like this to be made and i think you can you can definitely see it because while the queen alien puppet in this movie is one of the most advanced animatronics ever made at the time more mm-hmm. moving parts than even the the T-Rex. Yep. Uh the CG is just like garbage. Oh no, the CG is painful. The predator outfits are, are I think this is the worst looking predators I've ever seen. Yeah, they have a real goofy vibe to them. Well, they're that, just fucking like just like they're just jacked. Yeah, and it's here's just, what's funny. One guy played all of them. Yeah. I I that I know because they all had the same goddamn build. <laughs> yep, and, it, and not surprising, it's the guy who played the giant on Game of Thrones. One one, the giant, I believe is is what the name of that thing is. And uh, same dude, he's been playing. He's actually in a lot of. Um, he's actually connected to the franchise quite a bit. He also played the engineer, the engineer in Prometheus. Is it, it's not half Thorn Julius, is it the other dude who played the uh, mountain? No, it's not the mountain, the giant. Uh, the giant. One one. one. He's the actual, like, honest to goodness giant. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, little, the dude shooting trees at the fucking wall. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah I gotcha. Yeah, I mean, dude's yoked as shit. And I, they could not contain them, but the every predator had that same goddamn shape. Like, yeah, giant ass trap looked like itty bitty arms compared to it. They all look roided out, wearing like Reebok sneakers for on their shoes because their feet look every. I well, I mean oh. that's the thing, right? Is that it, also hard? This is the first time a predator had a predator had been played on screen not by Kevin Peter Hall. Uh, who had died, in, unfortunately, in, in 1991. But he is, of course, the body type we think of when we think of the Predator. And, um, you know, the he, he had more of a little bit more of a lean build, and he was obviously very tall. They went for more of a, a muscle man this time. Yeah, and, but, yeah, things look a little goofy, I think. Yeah, but even, like, the, the tech and the just like the aesthetics of the predators felt like someone described the previous predator movies to whoever designed it and they were like oh okay i know what it looks like i've seen one picture so we'll make sure that looks like but everything else looks like it won't fit in with their shit and i know part of that comes from the you know like the comic the predators had special alien kind of fighting gear with them mm-hmm. and not just like you know wearing their uh, uh net like tank top that they normally right yeah their mesh their mesh tank their, top their mesh tank going top. out to the club you know like <clears throat> you know i'm gonna go <laughs> i'm gonna go on the hunt in the city tonight get me some tacos <laughs> later tonight yeah hunt for something <laughs> You know, as he's tripping out on, like, fucking ecstasy or something. No, I mean, like, they had gear, but, like, this was, it was too much. Like, uh, too much for me. Um, Do we want to tell the folks why we're talking about this? 
Well, um, yeah, I think I sort of teased it uh, last uh, episode, but I, for whatever reason, I was thinking it might be a good idea to visit something that we both hated, (laughs) because we don't usually indulge in things that we both don't like, because this show largely operates uh, around our love for things. Uh, and I certainly we have a lot of love for these franchises, but I thought it might be interesting to go back to a movie we both hated at the, at the time and sort of look at it with fresh eyes uh, and uh, and see if we still f- feel that way. So we dubbed it sort of internally as the the fresh cast based on our <laughs> mutual distaste, mutual disdain for uh, the soda fresca. And um, yeah, I think it just is. I think it'll be interesting to see how we both feel about it because I, I, I you know, I, I probably already spoiled it, but my feelings about this movie have changed slightly from when I saw it originally. And I've probably spoiled it by the fact that my feelings have not changed for this movie. And in, <laughs> fact, in fact, I just got angrier. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what is even more bizarre? And I'm not gonna like, I'm not gonna. I'm not saying this to sort of bolster my opinion uh, or or lend it some more um, legitimacy because I often don't agree with takes this guy gives, but James Cameron said that he watched the movie and it is his it is also his third favorite of both franchises. I mean, well, it's James Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. That, that Ridley Scott, on the other hand, was like, I hate this, but I have news for you, Ridley Scott. I saw Prometheus and Alien Covenant, and I don't like you very much either. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I mean, you know, like, fuck, man. Please at me, Ridley Scott. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you at him, Ridley Scott. Uh, (laughs) In fact, I'm going to tag him in the post for the ad that goes up for this shit. (laughs) At Ridley force calling you out he said <laughs> prometheus and alien covenant sucked booty not offer only he's offer only you want him <laughs> to help you design your next alien movie um he's there for you to help guide you correctly hey john can i tell you can i tell you another piece of information that yeah, will make you even more angry yeah go ahead <laughs> so I found another bit bit of trivia about this movie that it it like in all like this part of this bit of trivia I don't know if it's apocryphal or, or if it's true but it does it's a huge shame if it is true and it makes me hate Fox more than it does this film but apparently James Cameron had written an Alien three or a not an Alien three but a new Alien movie and was shopping it around to. Uh, both Ridley Scott and um, uh, Sigourney Weaver. He basically wanted Sigourney Weaver to come back, reprise her role. He wanted um, Ridley Scott to direct. And I think this would have wiped away Alien 3 entirely and uh, whatever else. But basically they said <laughs> they heard that Fox was pursuing a uh, Alien versus Predator at the time that they were shopping it around to Fox. And once James Cameron heard that, they just gave up. And they're like, nah, we don't want to work on this anymore. 
and basically everybody said we're not coming back to the franchise if this is the direction you're going to take it and james cameron at the time said like it's totally stupid like it reminds me of uh frankenstein versus the wolfman and that's like the for him that's when those two monsters like completely lost their appeal to him because it was so goofy them fighting each other so it is also funny that he came back later after all being like pissed off and just disowning the alien franchise because of this film and he was like i kind of like it You're pretty good <laughs> not bad yeah, all right. Uh, time for so, me to go see the Titanic again. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that just raises your blood pressure even more. It languished so long for me that, again, when I saw a trailer to this movie, I was like, that's not the fucking book. Just make the book. The book was way more interesting than this is going to be. Yeah. Because all of these movies always has to take place on Earth, or there's no urgency for the the people watching it right like if like if it doesn't feel like it's happening in your backyard you care less about it that's what i always feel so whenever they have to bring it to earth or find a way to have it here that's why and like the way that they do that in this movie is kind of a nod to what they did in the in in the comic book that's mainly what i'm basing all my memory off of this i didn't read the subsequent alien versus predator series they are literally two titans of like movie monsterdom to me like modern day movie monsters and putting them together should be easy and then you try to add a plot and then it just breaks apart like this for me this whole movie breaks apart but James Cameron knows better than I do. He's made a couple successful movies. <laughs> so. He's, he's. Okay. I guess I'll. You know, I'll, hold. I'll put some stock in this opinion. Yeah, I just guess. a little bit. I mean, I'm not. I'm not happy with it. And. Uh, I think he's kind of wrong. But. You know. He did make. You know, Terminator. Terminator <laughs> he made Predator 2. I mean, a, not Terminator a, a, 2. He, he, Sadly, a, he did not make Predator 2. Although, maybe it would have sucked. I don't know. No, James Cameron touches something that's gold. Here, here's a hot take for everyone. I like Aliens more than I like Alien. Yeah, me too. I mean, I think that's kind of an unpopular opinion because, oh, Alien is so cerebral and it's a haunted house, but I love everything that Alien adds. Aliens adds to that mythos i love the design in aliens better than i like the design of the the creature i love it more in aliens i love the colonial marines i love Haley's hope yes. everything about aliens is just like a oh god it's one of my favorite movies of all time yeah and i I'd, I'd watch it over the first alien you know oh yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. if you're like hey you want to sit down and watch alien and be like mm, you got that you got them aliens do you got the aliens yeah, yeah. Alien. you got the aliens oh i didn't hear a plural yeah that, you know like i don't want a reese's i don't want a reese piece i want reese's pieces i want aliens <laughs> not alien you know and even shit i'll even say i would rather watch terminator 2 over terminator and motherfucker did both of the movies and they're both yeah. good but i would just like oh no terminator 2 just has more of what i liked in terminator 1 with a better budget 
Well, yeah, it, it really felt like with Terminator 2, that was James Cameron just being like, okay, I didn't get the budget I wanted in the first one, and, I, and maybe there were some parts I wanted to change, so I'm just going to make the same movie over again, but I'm going to make it, uh, the you know, with the way I want to make it. Yeah, uh, and chef's kiss. Yeah. You know, Here's yeah. another fun uh, piece of trivia about this movie, AVP, is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, speaking of Terminator... Uh, was offered a cameo, and he was going to do it, but only if he didn't win the the race to become governor of California. And of course, we all know he did win, and so the Dutch cameo from the end of this movie was not included. Ah, ah, I, was, I was gonna fight both of them. I'm wrestling if they will. I was going to fuck them up, but instead I became governor. Yeah, he, he, uh, I think he comes in at, at the end, and he's like, you know, he's like, he's like ah, I saw a heat bloom. Of course, I came right up here. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a, it's a shame. I was ready to uh, break some uh, predator necks and uh, some uh, xenomorphs' goddamn spines, and uh, <laughs> instead, I uh, took all the money and did not fix the roads in California. And, <laughs> he uh, just, he just pulls. So- Pulls up in his fucking uh, snowmobile, and he's just yeah in a snowmobile like a Humvee with um with two skis on the front, and he's like, "Are there any ugly motherfuckers here?" Are there? Are there? No, no. no okay, I'm going to leave you in the snow. I'm I'm going away now. Yeah, sorry, Woods. I'm out. Arnold <laughs> out. Too bad, Lex. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Well, we'll let's uh, get into it. We're gonna not going to dwell on this movie. We're just going to talk about, uh, you know, the, just the, the high-level plot. But, um, so, right off the bat, first new scene added for the extended version is this cold open with um, the, whatever, 1904 um, Whaling, Whaling Village. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I, I can see why they cut it out. It doesn't really add anything except to establish that there was a whaling station and to show us both the predator and alien in the first, like, you know, three seconds of the movie. But not much happens. It's just a guy, I guess his name is Carl with a K, running away from an, an unseen assailant. And then he goes into a weird, but like a room with meat in it. <laughs> we. It's the same one we see later in the movie, and uh, yeah, he the predator shows up, and uh, turns out he's hunting an alien. So then we go right to the titles. What did you think of this obvious clean queen? I really liked the silhouette here. It looked like a queen alien, but it turns out it's a satellite, looking like no other satellite I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean it's a nice little fake out. It's, it's okay. Um, yeah. I thought fake ass Nebraska cracked me up. Yeah, that was some bad, some really bad effects. The everything about that, like when the compositing, like the the pieces were moving, sort of like floating in their in their spots. They couldn't get the the motion tracking quite right. But uh, and also this is the second new scene. This is actually extended. The in the theatrical version, they just cut right to the uh, satellite room and then. 
realizing there's this heat bloom in the Arctic, and it looks just like a pyramid, very luckily for them, it does. Uh, and uh, this, of course, sets everything off. Um, then we're introduced to the the woman's... Uh, or, so the woman. <laughs> the, woman's. the woman's hero of this movie. No, the, uh, <laughs> the, the hero of the tale... Uh, who who is referred to as Lex the entire time, but I think is named uh, Alexa? Alexa. Yeah, it's Alexa Woods. Sorry for everyone, Alexa turning on. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, yeah, shit, Google, fuck. I hope you're not listening to this out loud. Uh, hey, Google, <laughs> shit, goddammit, did it again. <laughs> Alexa, play AVP. <laughs> rent avp for money <laughs> um <laughs> one fucking person's phone is gonna be going no <laughs> why <laughs> damn you pop saga damn. and so <laughs> i actually like i love these i mean it's a very again this is a very b-movie introduction for your hero character but i do like the sort of like introducing a hero character climbing something it happens Way more often than you think. All the time. And I mean, Cliffhanger was a whole movie about climbing something. Yep. So and the, I, this is the same thing I think Mission Impossible 2 opens or introduces Ethan climbing a very cool rock. Um, but, uh, you know, she's climbing up a, like a vertical sheet of ice and, uh, you know, she's called by Wayland uh, corporations. They need her help with something. Um, but too bad. She can't get there for another couple weeks but uh again like this is the kind of like corny stuff that i love i love that the fact that the wayland representative guy uh is is uh waiting on the top of this ice thing she's climbing up like they (laughs) they found her and landed a helicopter without her noticing at all like i mean the fucking area is pitch quiet yes and then all of a sudden he's like he said he doesn't have a week I'm like, (laughs) he's right there. Were you here two weeks ago waiting for her? And this is like the kind of classic B-movie, we're gathering the team scenes. Because then we see these two archaeologists, they're digging in Mexico. They're going to, again, it's a pretty clever framing because we see some pyramids in the background. So these are obviously people who are experts on pyramids. And, um, you know, they're, they're trying to find some sort of big breakthrough and instead they find some ancient trash, like some, someone has already been into the, the tomb in the fifties and they left a Pepsi cap behind and, and they're, uh, the peop- the guy who's financing the dig is just like, well, I'm going to find somebody else. Cause you guys suck at your job. Um, and that's when, of course, you know, the same, the same major domo character who we saw in the previous scene is actually waiting in their tent. And uh, with an offer f- from Wayland um, in a very cool envelope, <laughs> which I guess has just a check in it. Uh, hey, but this feels very much it? like, yeah. But doesn't this, this feels exactly like tra- Jurassic Park. Again, going back to Paul uh, W.S. Anderson, just referencing all the stuff that he loves. Uh, it It's just like, this is exactly the scene where Dr. Grant is, is, uh, swayed into going to Jurassic Park because he's running out of funding. Yeah, but Jurassic Park's a good movie. Anyway, let's... Uh... Yeah, no, this is a bad movie. 
<laughs> Let's not get it twisted. This is a bad film. But I do like the archaeologist guy, and I like uh, Alexa Woods' character, and I like the person she meets on this helicopter for... Uh, yeah, Graham. Yeah, what's Goofy it, Graham? Graham Miller. Oh, I wrote it as Glenn, and I was like, this doesn't seem right. I'm not going <laughs> back, and I'm not looking it up, so... Yeah, I love this actor. He uh, he's like kind of he's a real that guy. He's in everything, um, but he just brings an instant sense of like charisma and charm that is just like immediately like his interactions with uh, the Alexa Woods character or the Lex character is is great right off the bat. Um, she establishes herself as like somebody who is very familiar with that area that they're in, in the Arctic, because her dad has, like, trained all the pilots, so she knows them by name. But, yeah, this guy's name's uh, Ewan Bremer. Bremner. Ewan Bremner, and he's just been in everything. And he's uh, he's great. Yeah, a bit of a character actor, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And uh, Alexa Woods is played by uh, Sana Lathan. Yeah. Sana Lathan. I know her She's name, also right? somebody I immediately recognize as Blade's mom. <laughs> yeah, we so we meet all the characters and then we're uh we're on the icebreaker something maru. I actually forget the name, but it is I just remember it cuz it reminded me of the Kobayashi Maru. Something Maru. But the whole like they're in the the hold of this icebreaker ship. And this whole set reminds me, I mean, it's clearly supposed to be like the ready room from the Sulaco from Aliens. Like this, this whole part is, is meant to reference that. You can, you can just feel it. Yeah, but it's not as cool. And then I was just like, it's, it's definitely more realistic that you would just shine a projector on a wall without having like a shoot <laughs> Right? I thought <laughs> like, wait, are these guys... Isn't this his ship? And isn't he rich? Like, I mean, <laughs> stupid just... rich. He owned, like, the, this corporation has a bank of giant satellite dishes in Nebraska alone. And he was able to organize this and obviously present all these people with enough money to make them stop what they were doing to come along. And the dude can't afford a $100 projector screen? <laughs> yeah, that projector, by the way is gigantic it's the biggest projector i've ever seen yeah it's like a movie projector yeah and it's just pointed at like it's showing a little square on the section of the wall that is right next to a pillar so it's literally just like the least ideal place you could possibly project anything and yeah he can't apparently uh spring for a for a pull down screen like, I don't think you're, I think you would not learn anything about whatever objective you're trying to do, because that's how confusing it would be to look at it on the wall like this. You're like, oh, it's only like 20 feet this way when it's like 200 miles, but you can't get a sense of distance because you got a girder in between your, <laughs> your like, exactly. mile markers and stuff. Yeah. yeah exactly it's it's ridiculous but this allows uh, us to set up that uh these archaeologists have already figured out just by looking at the the renders that uh it is it shows uh the characteristics of pyramids from every culture that has made a pyramid 
which is a detail that I actually liked a lot. I thought that was a cool because it's it's saying that like this is actually just predator architecture or what are they called uh the uh yunta yeah the yunta uh like I don't know if that's actually canon or not but I don't think um, it is because it's, again we've never had a predator go you know, I'm a Utah. I'm a Utah. <laughs> yeah. Like my father uh, before me. But this yeah. is actually that that name is actually from the novel the the Alien vs Predator novel upon which this is based. So um yeah, so we get <laughs> so it's Utah architecture uh that has inspired all these different um these these different cultures, which I thought was a a neat uh detail. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like I mean, you gotta, you gotta get them there, and then you figure the predators or the Utah. I'm just gonna keep calling predators. Must have brought mm-hmm. the Egyptians, the Aztecs, and the Cambodians all to Antarctica to help them make this, uh, build this pyramid form. I guess. Yeah. Well, they say it's like before they know it's alien in origin they suspect it's the first peoples which are this uh you know the this original group of human of uh homo sapiens that used to live in antarctica back when it was it had, before it had, had it had moved um it it drifted continentally up to uh the poles um this this used to be a habitable area so and to like all that sort of makes sense what we find out later is that the predators are literally they needed all of these people to come up and become like cattle for being infested with alien parasites but it makes no sense that they would still be using one in antarctica if that's the case because it's got to be hard to get people up there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> for any reason like they're just lucky they just happen to be lucky that in back in 1904 a whaling village just set up out there uh and that happened to be right over the pyramid right where they needed people to be but this time they set off like they start the heat bloom and i guess they just hope that people will show up i mean you can't even say anticipation of like well they should know because we set all that stuff up thousands of years ago you can't even say that because they've come back every hundred years so at a certain point they'd realize oh they took down our statues right Uh, and also like no one's coming up to this antarctica place yeah it's Hmm. it it went from real warm to real cold and yeah um, and it Again, it also, like, they've been coming to Earth to actually hunt humans as well. So it kind of doesn't respect that part of the the Predator mythos and instead makes well, kind of, a, like, all of their presence on Earth around this cycle where they they send their, their uninitiated to these temples to fight aliens to become proper hunters, and then if it goes wrong... They just wipe out the entire civilization, which, again, I thought was like, oh, that's kind of cool because they Aztecs are part of this 
this sort of group of people that the predators uh you know gave the knowledge of building these these structures and of course they were or was it the mayans some culture is like vanished right and they're like oh well that's the time that it didn't go so well and the predator had to wipe everyone out yeah sure cool (laughs) right yeah yeah this this definitely isn't a guy being real happy with his plot self (laughs) um yeah i mean it's like it's all that sort of corny stuff like backstory that he this paul ws anderson loves like doing these sort of convoluted plots that are like filled with lore but just kind of not using it you didn't need any of this shit that's the that's the worst part to me is you didn't need secret machine machinations you know captain back in the time it literally could have been what's the predators do oh they're getting ready to go you know they're ready they're they're ready the the utah youth are ready to go make themselves predator men i guess or whatever it is or predators or whatever they shoot a capsule down to like you know some town somewhere has the alien queen in it. It starts pumping out stuff. People go investigate. The place gets infested. The predators come down. Bada bing, bada boom. Well, and or you could take what they did in the book, which is that predators kept the alien queen on their ship and then used that pr- to produce eggs, and then they would just deposit the eggs wherever they were hunting. Then it can be wherever you want. And you don't need this pre-existing sort of structure, but it's obviously they wanted to do sort of a Temple of Doom style pyramid thing. And that's fine. I like I like uh, booby traps and old pyramids, so I'm that's fine. Yeah, but I don't like them in my Predator Aliens movie. Right. Because but, this the, the whole pyramid thing makes no sense. I thought it made First, going through my notes, didn't make any sense. Then I started to think it made sense till it made no more sense. So, well, I mean, it, it makes sense in the universe of the movie. It is. Does it? It does, but it it makes so. I'll, well, here's what I'll say: it makes sense, but it doesn't seem practical. It doesn't seem like like unless the predators live on like Saturn. And this is kind of like a hop, skip, and a jump away. And they're just like, yeah, go to that shitty Earth planet where we do all our hunting expeditions and might ruin it with aliens on accident. Uh, like, <laughs> But it doesn't make sense that they would go so out of their way for a trial for, the, for their young. And it also doesn't really make... It doesn't add to the mythos of the why they're coming to Earth. They never... It could be anywhere if there are these different alien species. You have to imagine there's millions of them. Well, we know at least there's one outside of the xenomorphs, right? Like, we know predators exist, so there's another alien species. So you'd figure that they would have a lot of these kind of hunting grounds. So, in that instance, it makes sense. The machinations in which they have this pyramid set up do not make sense to me. Because Even was, though it's the predator who has the predator species, the Utah that has uh, who are advanced with spaceships even back in the Egyptian days, and it makes sense that they could set up something like this, right? 
Sure, in that instance, but then how, like, literally the physical layout of the temp, uh, the, the pyramid, where, uh, we, do we want to just jump forward to it? Yeah, we can just talk about whatever. <laughs> okay, cool. I don't want, I don't want to know if you want to take Frescas, like, drinking a can of Fresca, like, one sip at a time, <laughs> or you're no. just trying to chug it. To get rid of it as soon as possible. No, no, no. We, this a this movie doesn't <laughs> doesn't deserve that kind of like careful attention. And b let's just talk about the movie in general. Okay, cool. So the fucking pyramid thing, right? They go down to it. It's two thousand feet. Yes. Or right, two thousand feet. The this crew, you know, they get hired. They're going to start drilling to get down there as soon as possible. The whole claimer's right, right? You found something important. You're going to claim it first. So you have rights to it or whatever. The Predators smartly were like, well, we know it's snow there before. So we're going to shoot a giant laser beam right to the pyramid. No problems. They get down there. The people are walking around. They get to the pyramid. It is everything they thought it would be. They walk in, and one of the floor tiles sets off the machine. (laughs) This pyramid was built by humans for the predators of worshipping them as gods. Right, but also under the instruction of the predator. There's a predator foreman that they show later. Yeah, sure. telling them how to do it. I mean, look, a fucking predator shows up to me right now, shoots his plasma caster at, like, like my Deadpool head sitting on my display case. I'll be like, whatever you want. I now bow to the all-powerful fucking yoked predator. Utah forever. Utah, Utah, Utah. Yeah, I'm pro-Utah all the way. I get that. Like, sure. But the pyramid was filled with people based on the fact that they volunteered to be sacrificial volunteers. So then why do you have a plate that turns on the factory when everything else the Predator's been doing up until that point has been, like, remote starting it? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. So I think that for... I'm pretty sure based on uh, the the like hieroglyphic they they read after they get into the pyramid. Um, yeah, the, that the only the worthy may enter. The chosen, right? So the chosen are they're just talking about the sacrifice, not the actual the predator, right? So they're saying so this once the sacrifice go into the chamber, that's just that's just the predator's like motion sensing alarm being like oh. They're going into the sacrifice chamber. Let's get ready. Stretch, time to stretch, guys. No, yeah, but I mean, it literally pressed down Temple of Doom style to turn on the whole machinery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts it, the process. But it does not need to do that. Like that, because everyone's going there willingly. Like, right. Well, someone has to, I mean, I guess then the, the Predator's like, I don't want to sit outside with my hand over the button wait for them to get inside so I can unfreeze the queen, because we find out once they step on this this pressure plate uh, yeah, that a queen. Right, there's a queen in the basement that's yeah. been cryo-frozen for a hundred years, and it basically wakes her up, 
and she's completely chained down and is just producing eggs. Right? Makes sense. Kind right. of, right? Kind you, of. You, you need the eggs. You, you the, An alien and the queen, you know, makes sense that she could survive deep freeze. I'm not even questioning all that. I'm just questioning that fucking pressure plate. I'm sorry. The thing makes no fucking sense when people willingly walk into it. It should just be like, oh, maybe it is like a door sensor instead. It just go ding dong. You know, like yeah. you walk into it. That's like what I kind of felt store. like. It's like they're basically yeah, trying to find out if somebody came into the 7-Eleven. Um, and what you're saying still makes sense, right? Because these are the chosen. So only... Like, they already worked out with the leaders of whatever these cultures are, like, the rules, right? So no one, no one's kid's ball is accidentally rolling in there. And <laughs> he, he walks in and starts the whole thing. Yeah. He started um, it, like, uh, you know, 90 years too early. But you then, could, sort of to your point, the the Chosen get into the the sacrificial chamber, and they lay down... And then the predators have to, or the Yunta have to go get their their shoulder cannons, their plasma casters, and that is what starts the actual like eggs being entered into the into the room, right? Because they don't actually the eggs don't go up into the sacrificial chamber until the doors close, and that only happens when they get the weapons. So those people in the sacrificial chamber just kind of have to wait around till the Yunta. Actually, find the blasters, and then they're like, "Okay, now we can really start." Yeah, but even then, what's the what's the point of that? Like, so you're the youth, you got your blades and stuff, so it seems like you should be ready to get into a fight. But you're not really fighting anything until these, you know, eggs are sent, and then you gotta still wait a little while for the you know aliens to. You know, the the mouth huggers, to, the face huggers, to implant the aliens, the aliens to burst out of their chest and then have them run around for a bit. So, yeah. like, the whole process is very inefficient. That's all I'm saying. That's true. And also, if you think about it, like, they really speed up the gestation times for, like, the gestation times for the aliens in this movie are all over the map because the first people who get implanted almost like the chest bursters come out like right away and then uh like the predator spoiler alert gets implanted with an alien egg and it takes like half the movie for that thing to hatch and then the the sort of the more major characters get cocooned and infected later and that again takes seems like it takes way longer than the initial people did yeah, it seems like, oh, uh, we don't have time for these, the web everybody up, and we know they did it in the movies, so, uh, uh well, two minutes? You figured, just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like... Minutes, yeah. Here's another thing I really didn't like about this movie was the Wayland character. So, Charles Bishop Wayland, who is played... By the same actor who played Bishop Lance Hengr- Hendrickson, yep. who played uh, Bishop in Aliens, he comes back to play the leader of this uh, of Wayland, which is I you know this is something that's interesting to to people who have been following the franchise because that's they're always like the big bad Wayland Utani, but this is before the Utani. It's yep. just Wayland Corporation, 
And uh, so he has no arc. He is like a sick old man who is just kind of interested in, in making his mark in the world by finding something that no one's ever found because he's dying. He has uh, lung cancer or something to that effect. And, um, but he, he had, he doesn't have like any sort of turn. He doesn't get better or worse. He just yeah. is like sick and dies during the movie. Well, yeah, there's no reason for him to even be there. Yeah. And what's crazy is the version that we, we watched actually has extra context. Actually, there's a lot of extra character development for everybody in the movie, but it never pays off. Like they have that scene where Wayland is looking at the gun and I think it's meant to show, like, oh, here's Wayland Yutani getting sort of interested in alien hardware for the first time. Um, but, and like, his major Domo character has to be like, hey, you know, someone died. You should feel bad. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. But they never pay that off. He, like, he never is like greedily sort of, uh, you know, lusting after this technology at the expense of our other characters. He just kind of. He is dying the whole time, and then he tries to flamethrower the the hero predator because, spoiler alert, it comes down to Lex and a predator, and this predator is named Scar because all the predators have like code names. Yeah, um, I mean, well, one was called Lame, the other one was called <laughs> Caught Unaware. <laughs> like yeah, because the predators, the predators go out. I mean, they I, they must be teenage predators because they they get dispatched by the aliens pretty quick. I mean, the, these are some. And again, we said it earlier. These are some roided out like teenage predators. They are teenage huge, and they look so goofy. So it, I mean, look, we know it's rubber and prosthetics and shit like this. This just makes it worse especially when it looks they like run. It. whenever they run it's just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like this well this guy is movement. massive of course bigger and fitter than i'll ever think and dream of being but like they just look they don't look live and it shows because two of them get taken out like like chumps and uh, one of them pissed me off because it's like why are your claws melting from the alien's acid? Wouldn't this be like one of the few things they'd give you? But like, because the other guy has acid-proof, you know, like weapons, and you don't. Did your predator dad not like you enough? He took you to Kmart, where this kid went to like the you know Dick's Predator store, bottom like better stuff. I, it was so weird. Like the all the rules of their equipment didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I do like I I like even though it is corny and it doesn't look good, and I'm not going to say it does, but I do like the predator picking up the alien and smashing him into a stone golem. It, I mean, dude, that looks that looks like two people having a fight at Dragon Con. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, what'd you say about my predator outfit? you know throwing them into like but if one guy can literally pick the other person up by the heels and swim swing them around and bash them into concrete pillars yeah i mean hey shit more power to you it just it went from so i complained about that scene from a sense that i could not tell what the fuck was going on as far as yeah it's filmed really badly that sort of 90s 
early like, aughts shaky cam shaky cam quick cut back and forth too dark everything way just, too close up way too close up like you were like was that an alien's elbow was that a predator's toe like being able to tell what was going on and then it turns into like this cartoon brawl between these two because instead of like yeah this guy's name is grid because he gets his uh he gets his the predators shoot their like constricting net onto him and uh he is sort of uh given like a grid pattern on his head a scar and so there's two scarred (laughs) there's a there's a the the Yunta is literally called Scar in the script, and the 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 sort of main alien drone, which is some for some re- weird reason is smarter than the other alien drones, is uh is called Scar, like the or no sorry Grid. So it's a real it's a real Gremlins two up in this business. <laughs> Yeah, I was just waiting for one to turn into pure electricity. And then, I, <laughs> then I would have been like, sorry, Forrest, I can't watch this movie no more. <laughs> um, but, movie yes. over! <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I like I like the Scar Predator when he takes off his mask and all the... He, like, loses his gear. At least he looks more... Less like a football player. I think you described him yesterday as, or you described the Predators in this movie as like Universal walk around characters, like Universal Studios walk around characters, where you're like, oh, look, it's kind of Doc Brown. It's like yeah. that version of the Predator. Hey, it's Scar from Ali- AVP, everybody. Let's go take yeah. a picture with him. I'm happy to meet you all. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, we don't even need to go over the entire plot, but it's the plot is simple. They All these guys, or all the, the people from Wayland's company go to this, pre- uh, this uh, pyramid. They get trapped inside, infected with alien parasites, most of them, and then everyone dies except uh, Lex and uh, a predator, and they escape and fight a queen alien like in aliens um how this how this how this alien queen was freed was fucking metal man like yeah that part's pretty cool right she calls her drones back and then they stab her with their little mouth protrusions until the acid from the stabs melts her chains right when i was originally seeing this is like why didn't they just stab each other yeah why isn't she just like hey you with the stupid markings on your head oh your name's grid now great so you're a drone so just kill yourself so i can get out of here yeah grid mark okay come over here yeah just you you all kill each other on these chains and then i'll be free then i'll make more of you yeah exactly and did you notice that everybody in this movie, and I think this is actually true of all the alien movies, if you put your hand in that goop that they, the drool, alien drool, if you put your hand in that goop, you're dead. Everybody who touched that goop in this movie died. Yeah, you might as well. It's as true as having sex in a horror movie. Like, <laughs> you do you that, touch that goop, 
You're in some poop. Yeah. <laughs> you're, 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 yeah. You're, you're going to be somebody. You're going to be a Xenomorph's corn niblet. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, as we mentioned before, Scar, the hero predator in this movie, uh, he takes off his mask at some point to put the little scar on his head because he's really counting the chickens before he's they're hatched. He's like, I'm going to win this thing. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm, I'm the pretty, only one left. I'm pretty badass, I have to admit. I feel I feel pretty good about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Although that, that part is like one of my favorite scenes in the movie where he is sort of like standing there and, uh, you know, just, I don't know, whatever, contemplating what he's going to do next. And that alien sneaks up from behind him. And he just flicks his arms up and like with his disc and <laughs> cuts the alien's head in half. But there's that great scene where the alien's just standing there like, ah, uh-oh. <laughs> and then his head slides off. So funny. Oh, here's yeah. here's one thing. Do you know the, the Major Domo character? Uh, I don't know. Was, was also in fucking Resident Evil. Yeah. Doesn't he and get killed the exact same way in yeah, Resident gets, Evil? Yeah, he gets cubed. And, he uh, gets sliced into <laughs> I thought so. Yeah, that was possibly the the best other thing outside of the penguin that happened. That was Colin Salmon. Colin Salmon. There you go. Yeah, he's kind of like in all of, or at least those two Paul W.S. Anderson movies, and he gets killed the exact same way, which is uh, fun. Again, his character is like, the character motivations in this movie are all over the place because they... Almost none of them have an arc, and and like nobody's there's no like clear bad guy amongst the humans either, because that's usually the the thing that happens in an alien movie. It's right, it's like there's this existential threat of this horrible biomechanical monster, but the most evil things are done by people, and there's no there's there's no that that version of the of the human character doesn't exist in this story. I mean, the closest one that you could get would be, yeah, the Tommy Flanagan character. A little bit. Seems like he's going to become, like, an evilish. Yeah, he's the only one who has an arc because he's, like, starts off as badass mercenary and it turns into, like, a total coward. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to die in this little fucking tunnel the same way the other guy did. It It was... Oh, poor Tommy. Yeah, that's another scene that was added in this version is that when that uh, that first guy that we don't know and never have seen before, but gets trapped in those sort of triangular tunnels, he originally he just falls in there and then he like picks up his gun and has goop on it and then they just cut and he dies off screen sometime. But in the in the extended version, they show him getting scared by all those aliens. Yeah, because that. That really worked in this. Yeah, you can tell why they cut it out because, like you said, it happens exactly the same way to Graham and the Tommy Flanagan character. Yeah. So just yeah, but uh, I liked Scar's disc. Yeah, it was that was was, cool. Yeah, I mean it. It's alien, so I don't expect it to look like aerodynamic that we would know. Like, I don't think you could actually throw that thing, but look nifty. Um, yeah. But, I like uh, the uh, 
I like the the part at the end where the the queen bursts out of the ice and is uh, chasing them through like whale bones and stuff. I thought that yeah, was a really cool image because whale bones are kind of creepy. Yeah, really cool Jurassic Park esque being chased by T Rex. Yeah, and it gets really like it like tries to chomp her, and it's like right next to her. By the way, like I just want to reiterate this. You said this a little bit earlier, but um, the character of Lex really makes this movie enjoyable. She is a great aliens and predator pro- uh, protagonist. Yeah, I, I, I think her character. I like the archaeologist dude. You know the pseudo. Uh, you know the Montana. Sebastian. Yeah, Sebastian. I was like the Montana Smith character. <laughs> Not, yeah. not quite Indiana Jones, but I've I liked uh, what Raul Bova was the actor who played Sebastian. I I liked him. Like I mean, I knew the first time watching this movie he wasn't going to make it, but you know, I I think that that the interaction between Lex and him were was pretty cool. Uh, I I really did enjoy when the Predator and Lex finally join forces um and he makes her the uh the predator head shield and spear and yeah you know, it's the, just he, like, he uses the carapace of an alien to uh to fashion weapons for her and yeah that part is cool too and also the that part is extended in the extended version the part one of the genuinely like best moments in the film is something that they added back in and that's you know the part where he he sort of removed the carapace uh, off the alien head and mm-hmm. he's like tracing his nice knife over like the meat under it and he like stabs that part and it makes the, <laughs> the little inner mouth come out and he's like, <laughs> like he, he's just <laughs> screwing with her for his amusement that part was uh made for that version and i thought that is like a I want to see more of this. I want to see more of Lex and the Predator, you know, in a buddy cop movie almost. Exactly. I want them back to back on a poster. You know, like, I guess she'd be leaning on, like, his lower back at that point. <laughs> yeah, he'd just standing up. Head on his, his ample rump. Yeah, you know, fucking Lex in the Utah. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm for Lex it. in Utah. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking for it. That. I mean, that was cool, you know, and the fact that it the, those were the notes from the comic for me that were similar, you know, the, the when he marked her, because they, they went through battle, the Predator, you know, okay, you know your shit, I'm going to mark you, so uh, here you go, Here here's my mark, and then, you know, even when the alien queen shows up and fucking knocks the shit out of that Predator... You know, Lex could have ran away, but first she tried to stab it with the, you know, its own tail, uh, with the alien spear tail. Uh, she does. She gets it right in the bottom of the spear. mouth. Yeah. Fucking dope. And then, yeah, the running through the whale bones I, I was a lot of fun. Um, I thought that fucking Predator was toast, but he even does a cool little jump flip with his spear and stabs it in the side of the... Yeah, that part was that. rad! I had yeah. forgotten about that part, but like, you know, uh, Lex is sort of trapped at the bottom of this giant water tower and the alien queen is, is just about to get her. And then, you know, the, the alien queen is sort of like her head is, is on the left side of the frame 
or and uh, and there's like an opening because it, it's you know she's looking down and we're seeing where the camera's on the ground sort of looking up and the predator sort of jumps in from out of frame does this awesome like midair spin and stabs her on the side of the head with the the spear it was that was rad i love that part that was a baller move for the five seconds it lasted and then um uh lex i guess the the aliens queen's chain the, the part that she's carrying with her was wrapped onto that water tower like the water coolers the uh, water tower yeah i think from the whaling station or oil tower yeah or it gets well she wraps it so they they That's kind of right. like her and scar lex and scar sort of come up with this plan is this unspoken plan where uh they're gonna take the chain that's kind of left over from the alien queen's imprisonment and like wrap it around this water tower and push it off the edge of this cliff that they're on but you know that it's it's stuck of course and that gives the alien queen an opportunity to stab scar but then uh lex goes over and you know pries it off and uh, that drags the alien queen into the into the the frozen depths of the Arctic Ocean in a in a sort of visually similar scene to her being ejected into space, like uh, in uh, Aliens. Yep, yep. And then uh, the the second time she is surprised by a, a vehicle being there without hearing it happens well that predator ship make knows makes no sound yes it somehow does. yeah it does when it takes off but i guess not when it lands nope. you could, or when it flies overhead and yeah there's a like like there's a sound of it moving and i'm just like you didn't hear that maybe because the fight was so crazy you didn't notice this thing decided to land off and wait to see what happened you know they're like mm. well yeah they have to they have to see if scar does it and you know he he dies instead but yeah that i mean i liked and i like the part where the elder predator sort of sees this scar that scar has given her on you know the acid burn in the shape of that little symbol on the side of her cheek and just is like all right okay cool have this spear bye yeah later i'm not gonna give you a ride back to the states though Nope. But I mean, they it's just like Predator 2 where, you know, Danny Glover beats the Predator it on his home turf and they're like, here's an old musket. I don't know. Get out of here. Well, it's just like Oh, but I love that, right? This older looking Predator's like, "All right, dude. Uh, we respect you for this. Here. You know, here's something from me that I treasured." You know, the first time I came to your planet hunting, because I must have killed a guy who had a musket, and I did yep. shit, you know? It wasn't like it said Blackbeard's musket or anything, it just was like 1812, oh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> yeah. uh, this this felt like just a, uh, a slightly cheaper version of it. Like, yeah, I mean, I for- like that... I like the whole the rules. All the rules that Predator has is like part of the reason I like the franchise so much. Uh, you know, they don't kill people who are unarmed. They don't like kill people who are pregnant. They don't kill people who are sickly. Uh, Except they have... if you decide to sli- try to light them on fire. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that all rules are off. <laughs> all rules are out. <laughs> no, I I mean I thought that was. 
you know, it's, it's a baller move. A predator in a cape, I thought, looked pretty cool. I was like, all right, I can see this, I guess. Why not? And then I lost all respect for the Predators because at no point, with knowing what the Xenomorphs are, they didn't scan the, the body of their fallen, like, comrade. Right. Because the, the stinger on the end of the movie is we see Scar sitting there, uh, you know, on uh, in a place of honor, I guess, on the Predator ship as they fly away. And then the chestburster comes out of the, uh, and it's oh, it's a pred alien. It's a, it's a little chestburster with mandibles like a predator. Yeah, wow. And uh, here's the thing, though, mm. this movie was followed up by a movie called Alien vs Predator Requiem. That's right. What I is it a requiem it. for? I don't know. A sequel name we can't just do aliens versus predator 2 that's not enough well maybe it should be called like you know like uh avp legends no 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 it needs to be like the the stakes have never been higher requiem that's the thing so that's why i say like that movie is legitimately unwatchable not only because it is terrible but it is so dark in that movie. Yeah, like, literally dark. Yeah. It, like, yeah. the actual movie is so dimly lit that it's, like, impossible to actually see. So, that movie, and that movie is super pretentious. Like, it is it is forgotten that it's a B-movie or it's a sequel to a B-movie. And it is so self-important and terrible. And even that, that starts at the title. Requiem. It just so... It just, everything about it is and like it's directed by these guys who were former effects people and they they call themselves the brother strauss you can't you have to earn a cool title <laughs> you can't yeah. just come out of the gate with the brother strauss i mean you know how i feel about nicknames you can't give yourself one like i mean nope. you can try but that's not how those work no, no matter, it does not work in their yeah. case either yeah. but we're not going to talk about that jitty movie no, um, no interest in uh, revisiting that one. No, or, or, I, I never want to see it again as long as I live. In fact, the only I saw a little bit of it today because I thought for sure this AVP movie had an after credit scene. It doesn't. Nope. Um, but in fact, that scene is from Requiem. Uh, it was actually originally planned for this movie, and they they put it in in Requiem instead. It, there's a scene at the end of Requiem. If you if you actually watch that whole thing and stay through the trailers, yeah, uh, or sorry, stay through the credits, there is a scene where they bring they bring like the uh, alien or sorry the predator blaster to Miss Utani, uh, uh, the head of of Utani, and it's like oh <laughs> the the merger of Wayland and Utani, we're seeing it here, um. So that originally was was supposed to be in this movie, but instead is in the in the terrible sequel. Just, I mean, just picture this ending for this movie. All this stuff happens. The you know the icebreaker comes back in. It rescues Lex, and then we see, you know, Charles Bishop 
Wayland. He he he's arrived, and you know they fly her off. All this stuff. He thinks everything sense, and you see them sending submarines down to go pick up the alien car. You know the alien queens, like descended car carcass because they were watching from like satellites. This whole fucking thing. I need this. Right. Of, like you know. <laughs> Grind up uh, the queen's, uh, you know, tail and make me a concoction to drink and I'll be right as right. You know, like, give him purpose. Don't make him a sick old dude for no reason. Make him be like, yeah, no. I knew something was up. You know, I've been piecing yep. these things together. Well, that is a definitely a great plus up. Uh, and I wish we could see the, that movie. But so after all this time. You've watched it once back then. You've watched it several times, it sounds like, since you first saw it. Do you have any more esteem for this movie, or is it uh, still relegated to the jump junk pile? I think I can guess what your answer is, but... Uh, well... Yeah, junk pile. I'm not gonna leave everybody on suspense. This movie wasn't good back then. It wasn't good a year and a half ago, and it's definitely not good now. Uh, to, to the point where I didn't even remember it what i saw from a year and a half ago yeah i think that's fair i think for me it is definitely raised in esteem i was at a point in my life where my expectations for this movie based on the comics based on the novels and just my love of alien aliens predator predator 2 were just so massive that uh it could only be disappointing and it was very disappointing and as i've said many times it is not a good movie but I think uh, with the benefit of hindsight and just watching, I don't know, just just seeing the Predator and Alien do stuff, even if it's not good stuff, is, is a fun time to me. So I had fun watching it, but it's, yeah, it's not a good movie. So I would say for me, it's not, it has risen out of its previous Fresca state to, to be like, I don't know, the Fresca flavor that has peach in it, which is slightly more <laughs> palatable. <laughs> Uh, but um, this is how we're so yeah. rating it just based off of Fresca because this <laughs> this movie to me is one hundred percent unadulterated Fresca. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? I think that's fine. Fresca um, that slushed the bottom of your trash can with combination. We're talking about AVP. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So I think uh, yeah. That was fun. It was a fun to talk about, and sometimes it's fun to, to take a crap on um, stuff that truly deserves it. And, um, you know, maybe someday when we put our Patreon up, uh, those lucky people who subscribe to it will be able to hear our other Paul W.S. Anderson review or, or recap when we talked about Mortal Kombat. Uh, spoiler alert, I think we actually flipped. I think I actually liked that movie... I th I'm pretty sure if I'm remembering correctly, I ended up liking Mortal Kombat, the original one, less when we saw it for the show than I did when I, we originally saw it. Um, but uh, definitely better, treated better by us uh, than this movie. <laughs> definitely more beloved, I think, by both of us, regardless, than this film. Yeah, that one made a lot more sense. And, yep. <laughs> um, you know, um, I could actually see the fights and uh, yeah, that's another good part yeah and it, it didn't it didn't take 
you know, a crap on like two of my favorite movie monsters of all time. Yeah. You know, I think that actually brings up an interesting point too for me is I everything for me that has come out since Aliens and Predator 2 in both of these franchises have been so bad. Like they have Fox in general has been taking a massive dumperoo on these two franchises for as long as I can remember. And I was looking forward to Prometheus and Covenant or no Prometheus, not Covenant because I had seen Prometheus, but I'd been looking forward to someone like Ridley Scott or someone coming back to do the franchise justice. And no one has yet. It never like it's Covenant and Prometheus. I'm sure a lot of people out there like those a lot. I hated both those movies. Um, and, uh, it is just shocking that to see somebody who, who started the franchise come back and just, and just totally whiff on it and just talk about a movie that is talking down to you. Prometheus is, is that film, but stop trying to give me an origin story. I don't need it with them. Give me a new story. You know, of a different set of circumstances. Stop trying yeah. to explain this shit to me. It's just they're creepier, not knowing where the fuck they're from. Versus, especially where- the the origins were given in Prometheus is just like wow. I wish this was in on any other universe besides Aliens. Um, but there is one bright spot in the Aliens uh, franchise as of late, and that is the video game. Alien Isolation, which is which kind of gives people making alien movies a masterclass on how to actually make a good alien story. It's a great it is a great video game and the uh the plot is is worthy of uh of uh, the thing it's referencing. Yeah, I give you that. It's also a masterclass on how to write AI. That, that Oof, yeah. That, terrifying that's yeah that xenomorph is stupid smart like smarter yeah. than grid like oh <laughs> 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 uh, it sucks that that's a reference but there you go um so uh i hope you i hope everyone listening enjoyed this uh episode um if you liked avp and this and some of the stuff we said uh bumped you the wrong way listening to this episode get out of here we don't want you (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with you do you need some help yeah uh send us a note we uh we've got some numbers for you to call um um but uh as always we here at pop hope you are happy healthy and we'll be back next week with something very exciting for you to listen to, as always. So, uh, any other last words, John? Yep, that's the sound of John snoring. <laughs> <laughs> no, follow us on our social channels, at the Popsog on Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram. You can... Buy merch at Tee Public. Everything goes right back into the show, i.e., all the four dollars we've gotten off of Forrest's mom. It's gonna go <laughs> right to Forrest, so it'll be good. Um, 
And yeah, just if you want to email us, email us at thepopsog at gmail.com. If you got any questions as well, uh, we are here for you. Yeah, love to hear from you. If there's something you'd like us to cover, send us a note somehow. And of course, as always, thank you to Burton M6 for our incredible theme song. So with that, we'll see you next week. Saga, you know we keep it groovy. We talking cartoons, books, TVs, and movies. A couple of nerds, but got style. We so cool. Pop culture, talking new and old school. Yeah, you should know we love hip hop from the roots. Ty Lib, shout out to Feral Munch. We giving you what you want. It don't get no live. Ain't no doubt we got you. This is Pop Saga. Let's go. Oh yeah, you heard right. This is a lifestyle. Welcome to the nerd life. Pop Saga.